I wasn't thinking about my next promotion, learning what I needed to do to do the best job possible, that I might be able to share Jesus with someone. And and I, I hold to that definition that we're leading when we're influencing the thinking, behavior, and the development of others around us. We see Jesus as this perfect model who flipped the leadership model, saw him train, equip, and empower a team that would go on to transform the world. And then we get to be part of that. Um, and you know, trust. Trust is the bedrock. Out of good trust comes productive conflict management. It You get good clarity on goals and objectives. People feel like that they can speak into something. You begin to see outcomes that really are transforming a leader, transforming the organization, transforming communities. And now we're even witnessing how it's transforming nations. Well, hello, Tammy. Welcome to the ECFA podcast. Hi, Michael. It's so good to be with you today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. And I know you were just sharing as we go to record, you're in the midst of a busy week. You have board meeting and so many other things Mm -hmm. taking place. So we just appreciate you setting aside some time to be with us. Well, of course, I appreciate so much the good work that you do at ECFA and grateful to be part of it. Wonderful. Well, we consider you part of our family, (laughs) which is why we've invited you to be with us on uh, this ECFA podcast. Behind the seal, we're going behind the scenes, uh, just inviting folks into, yeah, conversations with many of our friends in ministry. And we certainly consider CLA to be one of them. And I know many folks who are tuning in, they're going to be familiar with you and also CLA, uh, Christian Leadership Alliance. We should be sure to share that. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about you? Tell us about CLA for those who may not be as familiar. Well, absolutely. So Christian Leadership Alliance, we just celebrated last year, our 45th year. Um, It was really the heartbeat of Ted Engstrom back in 1976 in the early 70s when He was known as a man of excellence, and he cared a lot about the stewardship of finances and the integrity with how nonprofits operated. And so there was a lot going on. In fact, it was back in the days of Tammy, Faye, and Baker, and Mm -hmm. all of the things that were coming down, and um, the misappropriation of charitable funds, and um, kind of a scandalous time, if you will. And so Ted... Um, had been rethinking about the financial structure and the reporting of World Vision International. And then he saw these things coming, and so he charged um, Jim Canning, who is still alive and with us and still very much a part of CLA, to gather actually CFOs together. Mm. Um, And the purpose was to share some of the changes that they had made at World Vision relative to charitable donations and the impact of those donations and just to teach them the things that they had done, but also requiring those that attended to bring their own best practices. And that has been the heartbeat of Christian Leadership Alliance for, well, now it'll be 46 years. Wow. Leaders coming, bringing the best of what they know and learn, and investing in another leader so that together we can have greater kingdom impact. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on that significant anniversary. And you mentioned... Ted Engstrom and so many who were instrumental in the founding of CLA were also instrumental in our story as well, you know, here at ECFA and um, just so grateful for that and the partnership between the organizations across the years. So congratulations on that milestone. And I 
I, I think there's some congratulations also in order for you as well coming up on, has this been what, your 10th year there at the helm yes, at CLA? Mm-hmm. Celebrated my 10th anniversary um, earlier this month. So yes, not anything that I ever expected. Um, it, you know, it's just got part of God's journey um, that we would be here and now in a time of great transformation mm. of Christian Leadership Alliance. So there's some sweeping changes that are taking place as we begin to think deeply about how do we equip and reach the next generation of Christian leaders? How do we remain timely and relevant um, so that we can be part of their leadership development and growth? So it's an exciting time. And you know, I just praise God that I get to continue to be part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's spend a little bit of time there, actually, and, and unpack that a little bit. As you know, this is uh, behind the seal, a behind the scenes type look into um, just these friends that we have here at ECFA, you being one of them. And yeah, just maybe tell us a little bit. We always like to ask, you know, what is something that maybe a little bit behind the scenes, you know, either in uh, your life and leadership or that of CLA? So in October of 19, uh, we had our board meeting, our board retreat, and at that meeting, God showed up quickly, and we changed the vision of Christian Leadership Alliance to Every Christian Leader Thriving, and we could tell that it was a sacred, holy moment, Michael, because it came quickly. Mm. In fact, it came so quickly that the board stepped back and said, let's put this on and pray for it for another quarter, just to make sure, because you know sometimes when you make that kind of a change, um, well, you, you spend months, sometimes organizations spend years just making sure that it's clear. So I love the wisdom of the board. So we stepped out and we did that. And we were also at a point where there was great momentum in the ministry. So the normal metrics, things were just going so well. And then we got to 2020 and COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, we were the first Christian organization to be on the front line of doing a conference. In fact, it was March 12th, which is infamous in many people's minds. Yes. <laughs> that morning, we were reviewing with the Hyatt, and they we didn't know, but we were going through this intense manual of all the things that we would need to do to anticipate being in a time when people were sick. And it was utterly overwhelming. And I remember after it was over, I was like, Lord, but, but you have to intervene in this for this moment in time. And then shortly after that, the governor shut down Texas. Mm. So we weren't able to have the conference. And literally, Michael, in that, in that hour, I just had to reckon with the fact that maybe it was the end of Christian Leadership Alliance. Mm. And we were just at a point where, you know, it was difficult to see how we might go on without that, um, without the conference and just the other things that we did. And instead of saying, oh, Lord, why God, why God? I just said, what do I do? How do I lead through this? How do I do this with as much grace as possible? And just surrendered it. Mm -hmm. If we were going to be the first COVID case, you know, God, you have another plan. Maybe something dies to be reborn again. I didn't know. And soon after that, I got a call from a tech firm that we had been working with for three years. And I had been on the back end and we had been looking at that technology and pursuing acquiring that kind of technology to do what we believed 
um, coming out of that 2019 board meeting that we were going to do. And they called and they said, hey, we noticed you're, you're still having your conference. And I said, well, I know we've got some things we have to take care of before we can announce that we're not doing it. Mm. And he said, well, you've been in the back end and you're pretty tech savvy. And I just had a meeting and we said, if you would team up with us, we think we could convert the platform you've been looking at to do an event. Now, this was, again, Michael, before anybody was doing virtual events. I mean, this was the beginning, right? Mm. And, um, and he said, and if you will help us build it, then we'll just give it to you. Wow. Now, think about that. So a moment when you think the door is closed and it could be the end of something, God immediately opens another one. So we went in, we had the event. We ended up training more leaders than we ever had in the history of a gathering. And then two months later, God revealed that he wanted us to take it global. And global was something that was like for 2025 <laughs> in, our, in our plan. Right. And Michael, I had no idea. I was like, I don't even know how to begin to think about this. And, and I did. I went to bed for 16 hours because I was so overwhelmed by the task. And immediately when I woke him, I can't even explain the rush of doors that opened. And in 30 days, we opened Christian leadership training and equipment to leaders in 40 countries. And 20% of them had a Christian population of only 5%. And I'll just share this one story because it'll probably be marked on my life forever. There was a leader named Raj, and I met him in 2012 at my very first CLA conference. And he was from India, and he said, ma'am, ma'am, I've come because mm. the Lord has told me to plant a thousand churches in India, so I'm here to learn how. And I said, well, Raj, as long as you keep coming, I'll make sure that you have a way to come. And he would come year after year after year. And in 2019, at that last conference, I did not see Raj, but I knew he was there. He comes up and he says, ma'am, ma'am, I want you to know that the churches in India have been interceding and praying 24-7 for this event. And I said, well, Raj, that explains everything because God had just done so many things during that event. And he said, and we're over a thousand churches. And so I asked Raj to just share that story. Well, Michael, you fast forward. Part of what we were able to do in 30 days is I located Raj and Raj set up a network in India. And I had the opportunity to see the faces of those pastors wow. that he had spent yeah. seven years planting those churches. And in that one event, they had access to the knowledge that Raj took seven years to accumulate. And I just remember, I mean, I just keep thinking, you know, Lord, it doesn't get better than this. Because as Christian leaders and in our ministries, we don't always see the ripple. But to sit there at two in the morning and watch Raj leading in this extraordinary way in the interaction and the hunger and the thirst of all those pastors. I consider that one of the defining moments in my life. So all of that feels like this fast rush forward in this transformation of Christian Leadership Alliance as leaders recognizing what God's making possible, even a podcast like this today, 
yeah. that we are in time that we have been entrusted with tools. And it's easy in this world to be seduced and consumed by technology. But if we step back and we see that that can be redeemed for a greater purpose, well, it changes everything. And so when we think about future generations of leaders and you know those that have grown up not knowing any other way to connect, how do we rethink? So for Christian Leadership Alliance, we're looking at 45 years of wisdom based on timeless truth. How do we package it in different containers so that it can travel a digital bridge and arrive to the next generation so that they can build upon all of this wisdom that's come before them and that they will find a way to take that and through the power of the Holy Spirit and God in that moment, make it timely and relevant for the generation they're in and then that next generation. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> there's there's so much packed within that, but I just want to say thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that story with us and uh, just being authentic too and sharing about in that moment. And I know there's so many leaders that have you know just very similar stories of what we've all processed over the last couple of years, but uh, just admire your courage, you know, in that moment to really just surrender it to God. And it's amazing to see you know what all He's done. But I want to shift gears too a little bit too and unpack. There may be some who are listening that haven't heard as much about your story prior to CLA. And um, just speaking of the ways that God prepares us for our current assignments. So you spent many years in corporate America and executive leadership prior to coming into ministry leadership. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is just um, when you look at ministry, when you look at leadership in a ministry setting, you know, is leadership different when it comes to ministry versus corporate America? How are they similar? How are they different? Um, I would say that the fundamental principles of leading and organizing a business or a ministry, I mean, there's fundamentals. There's a stewardship issue to all of it. Um, Whether it's for-profit or not-profit, you have financial responsibilities, you have um, laws that govern the activity within the organization. Um, you are mobilizing people to accomplish, you know, a bigger vision, a goal, a task. Um, there's the need to connect people to your organization. So there's branding that happens in the um, for-profit world and in the nonprofit world. We're branding to make this emotional and intellectual connection with the champions God already has out there to come and be part of the ministry. So when you think about internet technology and you think of leadership principles, of course, I would say um, in the Christian space where we endeavor to model more like Christ. So here's what I would say about leadership, especially for a Christian leader. So I did spend most of my life in the marketplace, but I was saved the day after I graduated from college. And in that moment, God rewrote the the text of my life as I was opening the book of my heart before his eyes. And all the dreams and ambitions I had, and I was very eager to have a different life than the one that I had growing up, that, that God completely flipped that. And I had to surrender again all my plans and sit back and wait for his plans. Now, I thought, okay, Lord, I'm all yours. Send me wherever you want to send me, right? <laughs> 
Right. And I was ready to go anywhere, but God had prepared me all the years before and in my education to go into business. And so business was my ministry before business as ministry was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I went into my professional vocation sold out on Christ. And so I wasn't thinking about my next promotion or what do I need to do? I was learning what I needed to do to do the best job possible and looking for every possible door to open that might, I might, that I might be able to share Jesus with someone. And that was the story of my career. And it wasn't actually until 2000 when I became the president of Borders, I actually got involved with the CEO Forum, which was a subset of Focus on the Family. Mac McQuiston found me, and I entered into this arena where I felt this fellowship of other believers who were leading major corporations. And the thing about it is it's, it's our heart, right? And it's the motivation of the leader. And today I'm so thrilled to see the Faith at Work movement that's taking place right now. Yes. I mean, I actually serve on the Lausanne Adv Advisory Council for that Faith at Work movement, but it's, it's another mission field. It's another thing that um, different people have been called to do. And I think there's something very different in the motivation and outcomes in a for-profit when you have someone who is really trying to do things according to biblical principle. And it's possible and we see it every day. So the, the functions are the same, but the heart of the leader makes a complete difference about what happens and the difference that those organizations make. Yeah, that's exactly right. And as I'm just hearing your story, I'm hearing, Tammy, this theme of just transformation. Uh, you mentioned the spiritual transformation. You mentioned becoming more like Christ as we all grow and progress. Leadership is challenging, right? It's, it's hard. Um, it's a sacrifice and an investment when God calls us to that. How do you see leadership um, also being used by God for leaders who are open uh, to it, how do you see leadership playing into spiritual transformation, spiritual formation? Um, how does a leader, um, like, like you said, who has surrendered, um, how can God use that uniquely uh, to grow a leader uh, in terms of their spiritual formation? Well, you know, Michael, we don't have to go very far for that. I mean, all you have to do is open the Word of God. All throughout Scripture, I mean, even if you think about it, Adam was appointed a leadership job in the Garden of Eden, you know, and it is leaders. And, and I, I hold to that definition that we're leading when we're influencing the thinking, behavior, and the development of others around us. So all throughout scripture, you see God calling different men and women to leadership roles, and they're never easy. And they always require a step of faith beyond anything that they ever imagined, and it required that they really had to trust God in it. And again, the path is never easy. I mean, I mean, we could point to anyone. I mean, Abraham or Moses or Joseph. I mean, the life is never easy, and there is this constant purification, and we witness in every story. I mean, I, I really challenge you to find a story in Scripture where there wasn't this refining difficult moment 
that said, I have to do this in partnership with God, and then I have to trust that he's going to do it. And then when he shows up, he will do the things that I cannot do. And he will be glorified in the midst of it. So I think that, I mean, the way I see it is that, you know, leadership is never going to be easy. But I, I also don't know that I know a leader who could say, I really learned my most in an easy season. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I love our pastor. He always says, the gospel came to you on its way to someone else. And that is so true. But I also believe that the experiences we have as a leader come to us on their way to someone else. So in scripture, we learn the lessons from, you know, all of those that lived before us in the preparation of Jesus. We see Jesus as this perfect model who flipped the leadership model yes. um, in a way that had never been flipped before. And then we saw him train, equip, and empower um, a team that would go on to transform the world. And then we get to be part of that. So there are some that are called to that role. And again, I would say the sanctification of the heart and the things that we go through are really intense when we're on that front line. Um, and we know, I mean, we've heard that, you know, uh, you know, a leader changes everything and a leader can make a difference in that. So I feel like those that are called to leadership um, are the first in the fire often. And that um, some of the things that happen along the way um, are as much for that leader as they are for the organizations or the responsibilities that they have because he really wants our heart first because we know if like with esther if you're not going to do it i'll find someone who will yeah yeah we're not going to stop what god intends to do but by saying yes to get to be a part of it um he does a work in us that really does change us forever That's so good. Um, may we all just be more like Christ in our leadership. I was just yeah. thinking about that as you were sharing. Um, and so much about just the mission of CLA. Like right now, the world needs more leaders who are like Jesus uh, in these yeah. times. More Seems like more than ever before. Uh, so those are just some incredible insights. Uh, I also want to hear from you too, Tammy. I know you work with so many leaders, so many organizations all across the country that are doing so many different kinds of work. Um, what are some of the trends that you're seeing in leadership? Um, just unpack that a little bit for us. Um, just some overall leadership trends that you're seeing. Well, I think we're living in an exciting time, first of all, because for the first time in many of our organizations, we can glean from five generations of experience and knowledge. And so um, I think a lot of leaders are tapping more into how do I maximize a generationally diverse type of organization. Um, we know that um, diversity has been a big part of what we've done and you know, how do we get in other kinds of perspectives. Um, many ministries talk a lot about, well, I need to look more like the world that we serve 
Um, we see organizations raising up leaders, um, if they're global in nature, that are within those countries and letting go. So we don't need to send U.S. missionaries to a place um, to run organizations, but to maybe go to train and equip so that leaders in those countries um, can lead um, in those cultures and in those times. Um, I think we're in a much more collaborative time where ministry leaders are looking to partner with other ministries, um, where uh, you know there, there's a lot of people that might be doing the same kind of thing, but when they come together, they can find opportunities that they can support and help each other. And that's very, very exciting to see. Um, so God, even in the midst of sometimes when you read the news and you think about the things that are going on in the world today, I believe that there is a great movement of God bringing his body together. And I also think that there's a respect for everybody has a different assignment and a place and that it all matters. You know, for a long time, people would say, well, I'm not, I'm not on the front line. I'm just working back in the office and I'm doing things. Well, no, that matters. That is equally as important. If you didn't do that, then this wouldn't be enabled. Um, or for people to say, well, you know, I'm in the church. And obviously in the church, I'm not, I'm not as good as or I'm less than because I'm not. But I think people are coming to this awareness that um, in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7, you know, Paul is writing about many different gifts, many different activities, many different works, and that God is present in all of them. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So in this, this diversity of the things that we do in ministry, it's just, it's, it's like the puzzle piece in God's master plan for redemption and that it matters and that we need each other um, to be submitted to the leading of the Holy Spirit and what God's doing to accomplish his purpose alone. So it's really exciting to see that coming together. I totally agree. It's uh, just such exciting time for ministry. No doubt it's it's hard times, uh, but exciting times for ministries and for leaders. Tammy, what would you say as you look and see some of the most effective leaders in organizations? Um, what sort of heart posture do you see in those leaders as you were talking about kind of the move of God in these times? What is the posture of a leader that you see being most effective to cooperate with what God's doing? Um, it's always those that really surrender it to God. Um, I think it's the leaders that you see not leaning into their own core competencies, but willing to set that aside. Um, when you've led for a long time, you just get used to knowing things and doing things and your intuition is developed. And it's easy to bypass going back to God. And I believe effective leaders go to him every day. They pray over their days and their schedules. They are diligently seeking God's will for themselves and um, for the ministry that they've been entrusted. Um, and out of that comes this great humility, but then also this great confidence. Um, I think when leaders demonstrate pride or fear um, or give an air that maybe they're better than someone else, 
um, or other ministries, then I think that's where the, the door opens and there can be danger. It's like the red lights go off. But those that are most effective are really the ones that are just so humble. They never um, lose that sense of awe and wonder about God in their midst. And they may not know what's on the other side of where they are, but they're confident enough to know that because of who God is, I can take that next step and I can trust him with the rest. And that takes great confidence. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love what even the Holy Spirit is doing in this conversation between us, just continuing to hear that word um, surrender. That just seems to be this common theme of what we're talking about and humility. Um, So I just appreciate all of those great leadership insights for us, Tammy. Um, Kind of coming back full circle to where we started and uh, just so grateful for the relationship again that we have with CLA, the Christian Leadership Alliance. And when I think about really both CLA and ECFA, and ECFA's mission being all about enhancing trust um, in Christ-centered churches and ministries, uh, trust can be enhanced in so many different ways. But as I think about that relationship between CLA and ECFA, a word that always comes back to me is excellence, like really striving uh, to bring God glory in all that we do. yeah, tell us a little bit about that, you know, that common thread that I think we see between both of our organizations and excellence. How do you see excellence, especially in leadership, really going the distance to help enhance trust? Well, I I believe trust is at the very base of it all. I think it's it's it it is the ultimate game changer one way or the other. And again, I believe we see that modeled even in Christ's life. So he made time to get away and be with the Father, and that shaped his perspective. And, you know, Scripture tells us there wasn't anything that he said or did that wasn't ordained by the Father. I think he deliberately called people out, and he said, come follow me. I mean, that's a big trust invitation right there. And then he invested his best in them so that together as a group, they could move on and do what they needed to do. And again, all of it with this level of excellence to the Father. Um, So when I think about, you know, where Christian Leadership Alliance, so we're training and equipping. So we're, we're, we're embracing the best practices. We're teaching people how it needs to be done. And I think ECFA is this amazing extension of that because if we're doing our job right, then ministries can go through with ECFA and be accredited and get the seal of excellence. I also think that they can also go to a best Christian workplace and institute and that they can be evaluated and critiqued in such a way so that they know that it's a a, a flourishing culture. And um, Best Christian Workplace Institute also kind of had its origins in CLA too. I mean, people within that. And so I have always thought of ECFA and Best Christian Workplace Institute and ECF like that we're this three-legged stool. Yeah. And that if we are all doing what we do with excellence, then we have this foundation that when God says go, men and women are equipped and prepared to go and to do what it is that he's calling them to do. 
Um, and you know, trust. Trust is the bedrock. Out of good trust comes productive conflict management. It, you get good clarity on goals and objectives. Um, people feel like that they can speak into something and that you begin to see outcomes. Outcomes that really are transforming a leader, transforming the organization, transforming communities. And now we're even witnessing how it's transforming nations. Yes. Um, so one thing leads to another, but I, I, you know, we always talk about, you know, transformed leaders transform and it has to begin with that leader and trust is just at the very heart of it. It's the trust in God. I mean, it starts there and then it overflows into other relationships. That is so good. Well, thank you for all that you do really to come alongside. We consider you family um, in this mission of enhancing trust. And I couldn't agree more with so much of what you just said. And just on a practical level, as we begin to wrap it up here too, tell us um, a little bit about some of the different opportunities, things that are coming down the pike there at CLA. Like what are some ways that those who are listening in on this conversation, how can they practically engage with some of the uh, training and the different components there at CLA? Well, we're just right around the corner from our 46th annual conference. We always hold our annual conference in the spring. Now we had to make a little adjustment last year, again, just with where we were in COVID. So it's a short window. So we were together in June in Orlando. And um, so in the spring, we'll be in Louisville. And Michael, we're so excited to have ECFA well represented and um, I just want to thank you not only for your involvement in that conference, but the things that you did in the digital conference and also just your role in the global conference that we did and um, just helping leaders around the world understand trust. And I know that's near and dear to your heart because you also spawned off the global trust partners. <laughs> so, you know, there's this thing that God is doing everywhere. So the conference is April 26th through the 28th, we're going to be at the Galt House in Louisville, Kentucky. And the theme of the conference is I belong. And I don't know about you, but I want to get back to the things that we're for, the things that unite us, our sense of purpose. The division is exhausting and it's really just trying to bring us, break us down, right? So for Christians to come together and focus on the things that are really most important because they're most important to the heart of God. I think it's going to be a, a meaningful time. Um, part of what's new and coming is we're going to launch a new version of Outcomes Academy online. We're getting ready to do the soft launch. But in the past, we have always trained people on a quarterly basis so leaders can enroll in courses. And so now we're opening the doors so that um, leaders can have access to free content, self-paced courses, um, faculty-led courses, and it'll be a whole variety. But you won't have to wait for enrollment in a quarter. Um, those kinds of things will be available when and how leaders need them. So we're excited about um, that happening, and we'll see the soft launch of that early um, next month. So God just continues to do things um, that maybe we hadn't imagined or we never thought that we'd be able to do in this time and place. But I would say um, to join and be a part of this community where you can collaborate with other leaders, 
um, where you can engage in all sorts of levels of learning and where you can come together in fellowship at least once a year um, to go deep into your training, but also to be inspired and just to see and hear from others all that God's doing um, is kind of the kick we need, right? <laughs> Every year, just to say, we got to keep running our race. So those are, I think, the two big things, because again, we're all about um, educating and the personal and professional development. Oh, and I guess there's one more thing. We've been on a journey on what does per- personal leadership look like right now in this Good. time and place. Good. And we just con- completed work and research with Azusa Pacific University so we're going to introduce a new language for personal leadership within the Alliance and make it one of our core disciplines. All right. So much to look forward to. I love the theme that I belong. Yeah. And Tammy, I really appreciate, too, you sharing. This isn't a conference where you go and, you know, just not that all the training and those things, they're wonderful and we need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really what sticks out to me, especially in times like these, so much value in community and not doing yes. it alone. <laughs> um, and so just really appreciate that. And I encourage all who are listening, um, don't just don't do it alone. Uh, be a part of the community. So I love hearing that that's going to be the theme. And that's just such a valuable part of that experience every year. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and it's an experience that the leaders within the Alliance create. So again, um, Michael, ECFA and all the ministries that are involved, I mean, they really bring their best. I know you bring your best because, you know, the hour's urgent, the need is great, and we want to be found faithful in what God has called us to do. And the things that you bring and everyone else brings really enables us to do that and have a greater kingdom impact. Amen. Well, Tammy, that's a great place uh, to bring this conversation to a close. Thank you again. Um, Also, tell us, um, where do folks go to find out more information about CLA or to connect with you? Well, they can easily access the website at christianleadershipalliance.org. And if you specifically want to learn more about the conference, you can go to outcomesconference.org. And we'll guide you all throughout Um, the sites and the information and the things that you need to know. But we would just welcome leaders to be part of it. We're so much stronger together. I know that, you know that. (laughs) Um, And we know that that is the heart of God, that we be united and that we work in unison to accomplish the big plan. Wonderful. Well, again, Tammy, this has been such a great conversation. We honor you, your leadership. Uh, that of CLA and just our relationship. And thanks again for taking time to be here on the ECFA podcast today. It was great to be behind the seal with you (laughs) today. All right. Thanks so much.